Have you ever wondered what makes bodies tick? Are you creating the sexual reality you desire and require? Would you like to know more about what else is possible with bodies? What if your fantasies are not as strange as you thought they were? What if you could learn to be kinder to your body and kinder to others' bodies? Would you like to create confidence in the bedroom and beyond? How has your sex life, or lack of it, affected other areas of your life? Have you lost your mojo and wondered where to find it? Everyone has the potency to be a sexual superhero. Get ready to listen, sense, and play with the sexualness that is you. Now, here is the host of The Pleasure Zone, Body Whisperer, Melitza Yelenich. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone, and I'm your host, Milica Yelenich. And tonight, I have a most fascinating topic. And of course, I have done my research, because that's the kind of girl I am. And so tonight's show is called Championship Sex. And I'm wondering, are any of you wearing that heavyweight championship belt of sex? Because sometimes I think I've got the belt. And, you know, like, if you want to compete with me to get that belt, it's going to take you to do me to get that belt. You know what I'm saying? So there is a way to get the belt off me, but you're going to come and have to do me to get it. So (laughs) there's a dare. And (laughs) so um, the whole topic that I, like, got inspired by was, reading the 10 keys to total freedom from Gary Douglas and Dane here. And, you know, one of the keys to total freedom is no competition. So I went online and I looked up sex and competition and I had no idea what I was in for, what fascinating research I was up to. So before I get too involved in the show, I would love to tell you guys a little bit about myself what I'm doing here, or what it is that fascinates me about talking about sex and bodies and play and all of that. So I'm a body worker and I've been facilitating bodies to have more ease in them for over 18 years through different energy work, body work. Um, and I'm sure I've been doing it my whole life, but I've been getting paid for it for the last 18 years. <laughs> so that's how I qualify my qualifications is that I've been getting paid for the last 18 years for it. So one of the things that I do is a body work called the mitzvah technique. You can feel free to look that up on uh, my website, www.melitzajelenic.com. And so it's a gentle body work that when I move your body, it releases uh, lots of tension and stress throughout your body. And actually just this uh, week that just passed, uh, weekend that just passed, um, my mom uh, created this uh, incredible intensity and interesting stuff in her body that uh, allowed me to have lots of fun playing with it to uh, create more ease. So um, every once in a while, I forget like the magic of the work that I, I actually have been trained in and the work that I've created um, through my own awareness and, and the art of being present with bodies. And sometimes I forget the magic of that, really. And I really got to witness that this uh, following weekend, that this past weekend, uh, just in that I got to really watch how bodies can transform so quickly when you're willing to be present with them. And so the funny thing is, like, when you're totally present with somebody in their body, there's no competition. Um, and there can be such an amazing amount of change. And when 
you aren't present with the body, there there can be quite the competition that goes on. Um, so um, yeah, there is there is quite a few things. So I, I am I do have experience working with bodies, energy. Uh, I've been working also uh, as a freelance psychic and working with different corporations for different things for again about 18 to 20 years and um i like saying that because it makes me sound way older than i am but i started really young so um that is a lot of fun for me working with people so feel free to check out any of my websites bust open your psychic self dot com for my upcoming bust open your psychic self classes my com website for basically any uh information on me um, and how you can find me, how you can find out how to play with me, come to my classes and all that sort of stuff. And also the pleasurezone.weebly.com is another one that I have where I will be putting up more and more information uh, regularly about upcoming radio shows. So that's something I'm going to be doing more often. And um, I'm forever having fun playing with lots of different friends and upcoming in Toronto. And I would love to have any and all of you fly in from everywhere in the entire world to come to an upcoming class with my friend Christine McIver and I on February 6th. We're having an access bars class. And that's another really fun type of energy work that I do. So if you're not aware of it, check out accessconsciousness.com. You can also check out on YouTube. There's lots of videos on access bars. And uh, we, our class is already expanding and growing, and we're just, you know, letting it, you know, expand itself. It's been so fun. Um, and also, I will be hosting, um, assisting hosting a class in uh, March with Christian Foundation class, and she's got one also in February, Ontario, in February. So, um, lots of classes coming up that um, I get to play with and uh, assist and put my energy into. So February 19th to 22nd in in Sudbury and March 11th through 14th in Toronto. And those are foundation classes. So you need to get your bars class in first and then come play for four days of amazing change. And really those classes, uh, that foundation class literally changed my life. I've been to so many different energy work classes and different um, types of work uh, techniques. I guess some people prefer to hear the word technique, the modality or Whatever point of view you have about that, I've done a lot of things and I've gone to a lot of classes and I've spent hours and hours in training and I found that the foundation class rocked my freaking world. There was stuff in there and I'd never had such an intense transformation and I had amazing, amazing Reiki teachers who really are some of the top notch in the world and their work is phenomenal and it's different. It's very different than Reiki work. And it changes things very differently and so quickly and so dynamically. Um, and all of it's really cool and all of it can contribute to you in different ways. It's just like what works for you now and how much change would you truly desire. So it is also, um, yeah, so there's a lot of things going on in um, I'll tell you a little bit more about that later. So before I get uh going on and on about all the fun upcoming classes I've got, just know that you can always check out my website at melitzajelenic.com, M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C.com to find out what's going on uh, and to see classes that I am facilitating, co-facilitating, and soon I'll be also having a page on there for classes that I'm uh, 
hosting as well. So that can be a lot of fun. So when I was reading the 10 Keys to Total Freedom, one of the things that came up uh, under the No Competition, which is the seventh key to total freedom, was really interesting. There's a line. <clears throat> there's a line that Gary Douglas has in this conversation. Um, this is basically a transcribed from a, a a class that he did online. And one of the things he says is that getting upset is a form of competition. So one of the things um, he was saying was about that if you if you are getting upset and you're trying to get somebody to take your side, that you're actually doing that in order to make yourself look right and to make the other person look wrong. So that in a way you do not lose as if there is competition. So, you know, I know, I know we do this in relationship and I know that I've done this with um, exes for sure. I know that I have done um, my daughter's dad. It was unbelievably competitive. Uh, we could have the smallest argument well we argued about everything so we could have had the smallest argument about say the brand of toilet paper and he would go off and get everybody he knew to side with him and then as a knee-jerk reaction I would go off and find everybody I knew to try and side with me so we were constantly creating competition and you know what it sucked it was so not fun and so not ease and like every day was almost uh, like it was like painful to choose to keep choosing it. So I'm yeah, for me, I was wondering about like how many places in our world do we actually even create competition with ourselves? So, you know, we could create competition by or, you know, even by creating the righteousness of our point of view, we're, we're ultimately creating competition with ourself against ourselves uh, towards other people. I know that sounds really convoluted and confusing. Um, so just play with that. Like, where have you created competition? So it's essentially wherever you are making yourself right or wrong and making the other person right or wrong, you are creating competition because that means somebody's got to lose or be wrong or right, and that means they lose. So Here's an example that Dane gives in the 10 Keys to Total Freedom book that he says that whenever you try to get somebody to side with you against somebody else for whatever reason, whether it's someone you work with or someone you're in a relationship with, you're doing competition. You feel totally justified in what you're doing and it seems necessary or appropriate, but in actuality, when you do this, you're killing your creative capacity. You're killing what you could receive in the world and you end up creating a lot of crap in your own universe. So this is a great book for any of you who, like, if that kind of jumps at you and it's curious to you and you'd like to know more about competition and how it kind of relates to your world and what you can choose and some questions you can ask to get out of it, this is a great book for that. One of the questions Dane would ask is, like, how can I change this? Um, essentially, that's a really great one. <laughs> so uh, when I become aware that someone is doing competition with me, I tend to diminish myself so the other person doesn't feel the need to be competitive. So I know that I've done that most of my life, is I would, instead of doing competition, I would just diminish me and go, oh, I'm not even going to bother. Um, 
I can't compete with you. I already know you're better than me. So, and, and even if I could do better than you, I don't want to make you feel shitty. So I'm not going to show off and show you how awesome I am. Even though I know I'm awesome and I know you're awesome and we're both different in awesome different ways. And like we can, we can really create a lot of um, disharmony when we create this, uh, getting everybody to side with you or against you. And relationships are so, so, I don't know. There's such a funny thing about this reality in relationships and creating competition, whether it's with friends, whether it's with lovers. Like, for example, in high school, I know that I had a lot of people that there was just like crazy, crazy competition with. Um you know, uh, I was in a dance troupe and there was, at one point we had this big argument. Um, some girls had said something and, and I was very like forward with my point of view. And my point of view was um, that I thought somebody was being rude or something. And I wasn't even trying to get them to side with me. But what it ended up creating was a lot of disharmony. So my point of view ended up having people go, she doesn't like you. I'm like, I didn't say I didn't like them, just said I didn't like their behavior. Um, and that ended up getting a whole bunch of people to side with this other person that then had a whole bunch of people side with me. And then there was this, like, it was almost like uh, Serbian dancing gang warfare going on. No, doesn't that sound intense? We're all in our Serbian dancing shoes. Now, if you look up on YouTube, uh, Serbian folk dancing, and you see our Serbian dancing shoes, you can see how, like, crazy ass that would get. Serbian folk dancing, gang buster, crazy times. And uh, there was, like, this intensity. And, and it was really crazy. Like, there was such competition. Um, and, I've, and I've actually grown up being told to be competitive like my father was like either be the best or forget it just hang yourself that was my dad's actual point of view is either you be number one or you might as well hang yourself but also according to my dad's point of view if you're gay you should hang yourself as well so my dad would literally have everybody hung on the planet if it was up to him he's an interesting fellow and he's still alive he didn't hang himself up yet so there you go so, um, <laughs> so Keisha's like, wow, let's all get real happy. Yeah, so competition has created a lot of interesting things. But one of the things competition has created that cracks me up is funny. There are funny competitions in the world that people are actually uh, participating in. So when we come back from break, I'm going to tell you about some of the top crazy funny competitions that I've found in my research in the last few days. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. 
Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. Are you a bold, remarkable, unmistakable being that has felt like you're not quite fully engaged and firing on all cylinders in your life, your business, your relationships? Are you ready to join a big movement to assist you in choosing your bodacious invitation to greatness? Choosing B.I.G. is a three-part event taking place January 14th, 21st, and 28th of 2016. To find out all the details and to choose your best year yet, visit the Facebook event page at choosingb.i.g on the community page at b.i.g.livingnow or email b.i.g.livingnow at gmail.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Milica Yelenich, and tonight we're talking about championship sex. So the first little while is kind of give you an intro on what it was that inspired me to talk about this. And the inspiration came from the 10 keys to total freedom, um, and one of the keys to total freedom is no competition. So I looked for the what uh, are where and how are people creating competition with sex out of curiosity. So um, one of the things that I found, the first thing when I Googled sex and competition, um, this um, very fascinating video came up on YouTube. And so for those of you who are totally curious and would like to go watch that, please do so after you listen to the show. Um, the There is something called air sex competitions. So I know some of you have heard of air guitar that's like where you get up on stage, fake that you're playing guitar like in a rock band, like a crazy wild person. Well, air sex competitions are completely different. And they've been going on for a number of years now. So one of the they, – they travel around. It's like a traveling troupe of people who perform on stage. And they get up on stage and they have different themes. So one of the themes I was watching was caveman sex, or at least this character, his thing is to do caveman sex. And so he got up, he's dressed in like caveman gear, like his, you know, caveman furs on his uh, bum and like a little skirt. And, you know, and he's doing it the way a caveman would do it, air sex style, noises, actions, um, and no bodies, just him and the air. Uh, and there was another woman who, who, in air sex competition, did a full-on orgy with, like, four men and a woman and all kinds of activity. And she did have a prop with, like, stuff going all over her face. She's intense. And I think she was the winner. Um, <clears throat> so, there, like I was saying, there are so many things that people have 
actually created as competitions in the world that can be fun. Um, and it's when we make somebody wrong and we make ourselves right or when we make somebody else right or we try and get people to decide with us, that's automatic competition. So when people are winning these competitions, they are trying to get people to side with them. Um, vote for me. I'm the best. That's creating competition. Um, tell me that my point of view is correct. That's creating competition. So, you know, my class is better than your class. That's creating competition. Like, there's so many ways we do it, and we just, it's like it's been so ingrained. And, like, who wouldn't want to win the air sex competition? Hell, if I'm going to be doing air sex, I'd like to win some trophies for it, because that sounds like some crazy stuff. So then I had to, like, do some more research, because, you know, if, there's air sex competitions. What else are there? And like my boobs are bigger than your boobs. And there are booby competitions out there. And they do have things like the world's largest this and that. So, you know. And actually, I did do research on that. Because the guy that right now holds the record, and I don't think this is accurate. But because I have heard that there is somebody um uh, that was measured in Africa that was far bigger than this person. But there's a fellow from the U.S. named Jonah Falcon. Jonah Falcon. Uh, he was actually in the... He, he was in uh, a documentary about small penises, and I can't remember the name of it right now, but uh, he was... Because he was the exact opposite, and the guy was looking on how to get his penis to grow larger um, in this documentary that was on Netflix. And it was on Netflix last year. It still might be on Netflix. But anyway, Jonah Falcon has right now the world's largest penis that they're aware of, measuring 13 and a half inches when erect. So there is, though, have been evidence that there are larger penises like somebody said there was a larger penis in Africa that was 22 inches. However, they haven't, like, put it in the Guinness World Book of Records, so I guess that doesn't count yet. And there was a woman in the 1800s who was seven foot eight. Her name was Anna Swan. She was a giantess. She also married a giant. Um, she had a the world's largest vagina, measuring 19 inches. And they figured that because she gave birth to a child who didn't actually survive. And the child was enormous. It was like... I can't remember, like 16 pounds, it was like 16 pounds and 22 inches long. It was like a gigantic child. It was almost two feet tall. No, it wasn't 22 inches. It was almost two and a half feet tall or something. It was gigantic. And the head itself was 19 inches around. That's how they measured her vagina, 19 inches around. Because uh, that baby fit through there. And most normal, that's a really big head. There's something off about that measurement, but that anyway is some measurement they came up with. That's Google and how accurate Google is. So there you go. And here's another wild one that for sex competitions, and this is not so much about the sex part of it or sex organs, but about the result of sex. So this is also uh, a fairly old record uh, that the most prolific mother in the world had 69 babies. She had seen twins, seven sets of triplets and four quadruplets, and 67 of her 69 babies survived. So that was a side note. That's a lot of babies. Holy lifting. So I can't even, I can't even fathom that. It's kind of mind-blowing, actually. So 67 of the 69 survived. There you go. 
So then I went into more um, information on more interesting other sex things. And I found out that there is a woman who right now holds, and she's a porn star, she holds a record for the world's largest gangbang. So she's the gangbang championship holder of the world right now. Um, so think about it. We've got 24 hours in a day. We've got, in every hour, we've got 60 minutes. So I'd like you guys to calculate that. So 60 times 24. What do you get? Okay, so now you got your number. And now consider this. This woman, Lisa Sparks, had sex with 919 guys in one day. She's a champion, all right. <laughs> so she she holds the record still since uh, 2005, and she outdid herself, I believe. Um, so she is like, yep, she's hardcore. She's still holding that record. Now, here's one that, and I didn't even know this. Now, one, I did not know that gangbang championships existed because that was like complete and total news to me. And and apparently they are not that new. They've been going on for over 15 years. And then there was also something when it comes down to like sex championships and porn stars. They had a, instead of the X Factor, at one point there was a show called The Sex Factor. It was like three years ago where you could compete to become the world's greatest porn star. And so they had a great big competition going on for that. And I believe there was a million dollars that they could win on that too. Yeah. So really like I want, yeah, 1919 guys. That's right. That a lot, a lot of vagina exercising. Holy gods. So on to the next very strange and interesting fact that I found on the internet related to sex and competitions. And did you guys know? And I bet you didn't, because I tell you, I didn't know, and I've done a lot of research. All of these facts, like the air sex thing, brand new information for me. The gangbang one I've heard about, but I didn't hear the 1919. I heard the old record at 700 and something. And this one never heard about World Masturbate-a-son. That's right. You heard that here on The Pleasure Zone. There is, in fact, a World Masturbate-a-son. Now, anybody would like coaching for that so they can prep themselves up to get ready to go into the World Master Betason? I am your coach. I'm here for you. I got your back. I will train you. This person won the World Master Betason for going at it for nine hours and 58 minutes. Nine hours and 58 minutes. I don't know. His hands are strong. He even had like tools that he brought to like extend the the whole experience. And like he's got an audience. I think the audience in itself would just like for me would be like, I'm done. It's like I'm in, I'm out. I'm so turned on. I got an audience. And this guy's got an audience and he's pulling it off for like nine hours and 58 minutes. He broke his own world record, which was just over nine hours before. And this guy just likes to just get it out there. And he's just going to keep on breaking that record. So who's in with me? Who wants to like go after that record? Because that might be some competition that could be fun. 
Yeah, and, and he did still have a penis after that nine hours and 58 minutes. He apparently practices all these interesting um, practices. I believe he does like a bunch of things that are like Tai Chi related because he had a whole bunch of stuff that looked like it was related to different energy kind of things and probably Tantra somewhere involved. And holy God, yeah, I was like, wow, that, that, I didn't actually see a picture of the penis while in action. I just saw like the the guy after he won like the award and the satisfied look on his face. He was probably like, "How do I not come now? Oh my god. I think you'd have to distract yourself. There'd be a lot of like distraction factors going on, pictures of things that totally turn you off, like just to and it's sort of keep you turned on enough to keep you going. And I don't know how they would measure it for women cuz I know I could probably sit around looking like I was masturbating for 10 hours, but not necessarily getting any like level of arousal going. Um, I could like fake it, I guess, for a while, maybe. I don't know. I just like sit there pretending to stroke myself. I'm not sure. But I think there's a way that women can get away with it that men can't get away with it. So I, I have not done that research. So maybe on break, I'm going to check if there is a world masturbate a that includes women. So all my friends, we can go. We can win this. You can do it, girls. Got your backs. And guys out there, if you require any coaching, you know I'm there for you. I'm probably going to involve some Skype sessions. I'm probably going to need to, like, you know, give you some insights and be like, it's okay. Don't come yet. It's okay. Hold on. It's going to be okay. We can get through this. We can get through another 10 minutes. You can do this. See, do you see how I like have those coaching qualities that you'd actually like really like to hire me for this? I know you would. So I'd really like to thank you guys for listening to my show tonight. And as I go to break, I'm, I'm going to do that research on break. So thank you so, so much. And as we go to break here with the Pleasure Zone, when we come back, we're going to talk more about whether women actually get to join the Masturbatathon or not. And how much fun can we have? So stay tuned. Many of us have created a lot of limitations around sex and what we are willing to choose. Would you be willing to explore what has already been introduced as sexual practices on this planet? What else is possible beyond what we have already seen, heard, or thought of? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual revolution? Taking the taboo out of all aspects of sex, sexuality, and copulation. By tuning into The Pleasure Zone radio show, with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. 
When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is The Pleasure Zone with body whisperer Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. Call 815-880-8255-TALK or Canada 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also make the choice to ask for comment by email by sending to Melitza at melitzayelenich.com. Now back to the program. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Pleasure Zone. I'm your host, Melitza Yelenich, and tonight we're talking about championship sex. And with championship sex, there's always sex with yourself as well. So before we were going to break, I went off to look for some research, and I found this very unique site called the encyclopedia.wikia.com. I did not know there was an encyclopedia, but I'm so thrilled that there is because I found that there's information on masturbation as a sport. So, I'm here to tell you guys that masturbation is actually a competitive sport. It's necessary to distinguish amateur masturbation from professional masturbation. Now, professional masturbation is actually the most famous and widely practiced kind of sport on the planet, and competitions in it are not contested. There is actually a group, and I remember uh, in a class I was in, um, I probably shouldn't, anyways, I was in a class, I'm not going to say what facilitator said this, but there was uh, some discussion, it was something to do with something or other, and I just remember that this person brought up uh, this, uh, there. there is this thing that guys do before they go into sports, and they do something circle jerk. And it's not necessarily competitive, but it is group masturbation. Um, and, you know, the guys are in the circle and they masturbate together and then they go off and do their sports. Yay! So, circle jerks. I'll get more uh, information on the circle jerk for you. Whether I know that they use that usually pre-sport. So, in a way, it's related to sports. So... The uh, masturbation as a sport actually requires a lot of power, focus, and self-control. Male and female masturbation are treated as two separate disciplines, and each requires different skill sets to perfect it. So right now, there's a guy named Kevin Stagg. He's the current world male world champion of masturbation and holds the all-time world record in speed masturbation, which he can do in two and a half seconds. And there's also distance masturbation of 51 feet, 8 inches. And he released a weight of, um, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, 29.3 ounces. That is a lot of weight release. Holy God. So the history of masturbation as a sport was is actually built upon the ground of similar competitions um, that have been practiced across ancient civilizations. Most prominent among these were the pissing contest in which men took it in turns to urinate as high as possible on the side of a wall. So for these competitions, a large custom-made wall was needed. Of course, you'd need the right wall so you could measure the 
pissing for the pissing contest. Walls used for such competitions included different walls and the whole all this research on unicyclopedia.wikia is freaking hilarious because there are jokes in here and I will not tell them out loud because people will get offended. So yeah, speed releasing, weight releasing, distance releasing. Although I don't think that 29.3 is accurate because I have actually done other research on that and there is a variety of information on how much gets released from different guys and who holds that uh, record on that and for the distance as well. Now, female professional masturbation competitions take the form of artistic performance with full musical orchestra, usually involving Spanish guitars, French horns, and all-American dildos. <laughs> there are many different variations with competitions involving fingers only, as well as various dildos and vibrators matched based on their size. A little-known fact is that most female masturbation videos are usually and actually in audition videos for each woman's respective national masturbation team. This is what most people use to tide them over between masturbation cups. There's the solo artistic masturbation, and then there's team artistic masturbation. So one of the best-remembered masturbation cup performances occurred in 1999. Well, who knew? And there was apparently a fisting final. There you go. And... Boy, there's a lot of information on the internet that you just, you know, there's stuff that you just never learned in school that you wish that, like, had your teachers, you know, really educated you, they they would have told you these things. So you would have been up to date and you wouldn't be going, wow, this is brand new information, you know, would have come out in grade four or five when we're talking about body parts. And it's like, hey, guys, would you like to play basketball or would you like to be a world masturbation cup holder? And how many boys in that class would be like, oh, masturbation cup, yay, I could practice that all day long. I can't practice basketball all day long, miss. And I think a lot of kids would actually probably choose that. And it's like a career that we haven't really put, like, given a lot of thought to or even given a lot of um, attention to, you know. So, uh, for example, like, air sex competitions, like, you know, if you're going to hold a championship in something, it's hard to know that you're going to hold the championship in something if you didn't even know it existed, right? So if you notice that your kid, you know, has this, like, amazing uh, tendency to walk around humping the air or, like, humping pillows and stuff, get that kid involved. Like, really encourage that, um, the humping, you know, do it on your own, do it in your room, cool, hump away practice some stuff, get it going, you know, as teenagers, keep practicing, get that, get it going, get that, you know, get that competitive edge so that you know that when you're sending your kid out in the world, they're going to be the winner of that air sex competition. No, they're going to be the winner of the masturbatathon, whether it's the fastest masturbation or the world's longest masturbation. Either way, have your kids back on these things. Like, have your friends back on these things. Like, if your friends are like, you know what, I'm giving up my day job as a nurse, and I'm just going to go out and masturbate. That's what I'm going to do. I'd be like, you know what, P, I got your back. And I'm not going to say her name, but I know that she would probably leave her job just so she could, like, become a professional masturbationist. I totally got her back on that. So there's, you know, there's so many ways that, like, if we really got in – in our lives where we could have way more fun. Um, you know, whether it's like 
the world's longest masturbation going to an air sex competition. I would love to just like go show up at one and observe this flight as as of how fun would that be? When you see the videos you get where I'm coming from. They are hilarious. So when when it really came down to it, I was like, some competitions might be fun. Like masturbatathon. I think I could have fun with this. So when it comes down to it is 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 no competition or is there some competitions are a lot of fun. And that one, that one could be. So Perhaps the competitions where it's like trying to make somebody right and you wrong, maybe that's not so fun, but the fun of, hey, I'm getting out on stage. I'm doing my thing. This is good exercise. Um, you know, sharing joy with the world. Um, got a little competitive edge because I've been doing it for most of my life. So I could probably win something there if it was like, you know, have you been masturbating since you were a child? Yes. I win that competition. So, you know, I think I think I got some edge there. I don't know. Like, do you guys know that you have an edge in the masturbation world? I think you might, right? So one of the things, too, with this whole competition thing, um, I know that a lot of people are like, well, how do you function in the world without competition? Like, if you're in the business world, there's got to be competition. You've got to out, you know, outdo somebody. You look at for example, even like gas prices, they're always competitive. One company just down the street from another will have them considerably lower than the other. Like there's competition all around us. So how do we create non-competition in a world where competitions like championship sex stuff is going on that could be so much fun that we could like to choose? So how can we participate is my question is how can we actually participate in this world, have fun, um, you know, be part of these things that could be a lot of fun and not buy into the whole um, rightness, wrongness, uh, you know, taking sides thing. Well, I just had the awareness that some people don't get that taking sides and having somebody's back are totally different. Um, and having somebody's back, like, in the sack... Uh, is also different than having somebody's back, period, which, you know, having their back in the sack could be something completely different. But that's a story for another day. And out-creating each other is totally different, too, than than competition. So comp competition would be where it's like you... Uh, yeah, yeah, your project is no, or say, for example, you created a project and you're telling everybody that, no, that's not a good product, that's not a good thing, that's not a good uh, class, no, that's stupid, don't go there. Um, or the no competition would be like, hey, check it out, if it works for you, try it, you like it, cool, you know, if that doesn't work for you, I do have something, you can try it, if you don't like it, cool, try something else. That would be more along the lines of no competition. Competition would be like, yeah, I'm the best and you suck. That's essentially as frankly um, small as I can put it right now. So if competition assumes that nobody else sees the contribution you are, which is why little kids want to be included in the conversation. And so my daughter does that all the time. It's like she will sometimes think that she's not included, even though she always is. For example, just before the show, I was dry humping Mike's, Mike and uh, Mike the lover husband, the lover husband. I, I don't really say his name often, but I was like, I had this like urge to like hump. And plus I knew I was talking about 
championship sex and it was kind of getting me worked up. So when I got home from working tonight uh, at the office, I just said to uh, lover, my husband, can you, can you just lie down so I can just, you know, dry hump your butt? And he was like, okay. So off I was going and I realized that my daughter had this sense that she was completely uh, separate from that. So in she runs and, she jumps on top too, and it was like dog pile. It was like, yeah, all the dogs love dog pile because it's actually like this fun of bodies, playful, connecting to each other, and the energy of all that coming together. So we could have created competition with that and went, no, you don't belong here. You're not part of this, uh, right? And energetically, you can also just like include things. So uh, when you are creating some something, instead of going, yeah, no, that person can't come no freaking way just ask like hey if i add their energy will it actually increase something here will it actually allow things to flow even if you don't like the person would you be willing to at least be willing to add their energy to it if they would like to add their energy to it sometimes people would love to contribute to us and we don't let them um and i know that very well like i just my my mom just gave me a wedding present the other day and it sent me into a bit of a beyond um and i was like whoa i can't take that oh my god what and she was like shut up receive and i'm like oh my god it was like sending me into this crazy place um so like that willingness to receive is really cool and include so i was willing to include um my mom gifting me and I'm willing to include her energy um and willing to include and so that was actually really uh, probably one of the things that started to allow her body um, to heal too because as much as she does work with people all the time it doesn't mean that they receive from her all the time um, and it also doesn't mean that they get that they can gift to her energetically or include her energetically so if you've ever felt left out ask yourself if you're creating competition because a lot of times when you are feeling that left out thing going on, really check it. Where am I creating separation? Where am I creating competition? Um, and it's something really big for me because for a lot of my life, I felt like I wasn't being invited to stuff. And I, and I was forever making up for it by overcompensating, inviting everybody, even if I didn't really like them and I knew that I didn't like them. And um, and they knew that I didn't like them and, you know, and all that stuff, all those variations of that. So it would be like really awkward because, you know, they would sort of send me obligated to show up or something, right? And Or they wouldn't show up and they'd be like, oh, that bastard, they didn't show up. Ah, I hate them. Ah. And there was this like cuckoo-ness going on, creating that created more competition. So... What if we never did that? What if we never had to create competition between ourselves? And if we're playing games like masturbate us on, what if we were just like cheering each other on to go be the winner uh, between other people? Like, hey, yeah, cool, you won this time. Cool, I'm going to win next time. Yay, cool. And it was no significance to the winning. So as soon as there's no significance to the so-called winning, you can actually have fun and play. As soon as there's significance to the winning, you've created competition and you've created separation. So, and what do we know about separation that we've talked about a godzillion times on this show? Separation is a big fat L-I-E. It's a freaking lie. So 
competition and separation are essentially the same, one and the same in a lot of ways. And so how many times do we actually create separation through competition, the rightness and the wrongness and all that crap? So if you assume that nobody else can see the contribution you are, like people just don't get how hard I work. People just don't get how blah, 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 or how much I've done this and how much I've done that. You know, if you don't acknowledge that yourself first, you're going to be creating competitive energy all the time. Even if you're not aware that you're doing it, you're still creating it. It's the funny thing is people will say, well, I didn't know I was doing it. Okay, so you didn't know you were creating it. Now you do know. So would you like to change it or not? So just because you didn't know it doesn't mean that you didn't do it. Okay, so now that we got that clear, unconsciousness still creates shit. It's that it's creating shit. Not so much that it's contributing ease. It's contributing, but it's contributing difficulty, discomfort, dis-ease, all that stuff still contributes, just not so much contributing ease. So even like with kids, just include them. Include them energetically in everything. Include your friends energetically in all of your creations. Include me. Like Even if you don't know me, include me in all of your creations. I would love to be included in all of your creations. I'll include you in all my creations. So... And what if they're not even mine? What if they're, uh, you know, being created for the whole planet and so I don't own them? So there's no competition on it's mine, it's yours, it's blah, blah, blah. So what if you just asked instead, what is it that you can add to this that would make it really... So, for example, like a project, like what is it that you can add to it so that it can be clear to people so that they can get what you're actually choosing instead of making it like confusing in a competition. Um, choose me, I'm the best. A lot of ads are based on competition. Uh, I remember in the 80s, you know, there was a lot of ads like that. Coca-Cola versus Pepsi competition. There was like Tide versus Sunlight. And there was always this like, we're better than you. And there isn't as much in the ad world with that now. Now there's more sort of uh, different approach, but there's still this edge of competition, but it's being brought out differently. It used to be more overt. Now it's a little more secret, hidden, and covert. So I'm down to like four minutes, and, uh, you know, how many fun things can I tell you guys about the world's largest penis and the world's largest vagina and the woman with the most babies in the world? But my God, did I ever have fun doing research for this show and really please do go watch those crazy videos uh on um on youtube for air sex if you've got like 10 minutes there's a lot of them the caveman one is particularly hilarious and the woman doing the orgy she's really funny so before we go tonight uh i'd really encourage all of you to look at in your lives where it is that you've created competition and where you can do something different that would be more inclusive, that would be more about creating um, harmony, oneness, um, and really acknowledging the oneness that we have and communion with the earth. So when we create competition, we're not creating communion with the earth at all. And one of the ways to continually create 
that communion is to be in the question of like, is this creating communion with the earth? Is this a contribution to the earth? Um, which is very different than, oh yeah, this is a competition. This is like a, a contribution. Conclusions, not so much. Questions are far more of a contribution and far less of a competition. So, uh, please, if you have time uh, and, you know, a few bucks to go read and uh, purchase The Ten Keys to Total Freedom, I really encourage you to get this book. It's really great. There's a lot of, like, even though I've read it many times, there are parts of it that just jump out at me so often. And you can get it on accessconsciousness.com. Um, it's really great. So one day I'll have my own book that I talk about on here. Though, and even though it's only been a few weeks that I've talked about this book, you'll probably be hearing me talk about it more as I am looking at these chapters more in depth and more in depth, really like wondering where is it on the planet that we create this and how how we so easily create these things that we could so easily uncreate to have more communion and more harmony that we're just not having. So I'm looking forward to a day in my life where I can say that I've actually went through the whole day and had total communion with everything for the whole day and I'm really looking forward because I get that it's available and just like a matter of choosing it and being diligent every 10 seconds about choosing to have communion with everything to not be in competition to not try and you know get people to side with me and and I know there I know my mom is a person that I go to to try and get her to side with me hey mom did you see that stupid blah 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 and my mom's like oh yeah stupid blah blah we actually are forever having conversations where we are like, oh, stupid this and stupid that. So what if that isn't true and where can you know we start to change that so that we don't have that uh, energy that's not creating more? I know that it's not creating more and I would like to create more for myself and the planet and bodies. So thank you so much for listening to this week's Crazy Radical Championship Sex Show. I have no idea what the topic will be next week, but it'll probably be interesting for sure thank you for choosing to listen to the pleasure zone melitza yelenich will return next monday at 8 p.m eastern time 7 p.m central 6 p.m mountain and 5 p.m pacific on a2zen.fm we hope you'll join us until then have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body